Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Obviously hard skills, check, check, check. But it's the soft skills that everyone is talking about now, especially in the C-suite. There's a new lingo called theory of mind that is the capacity to infer how others are thinking and feeling. The ability that EQ matters so much, the ability to build a high-performing team is not just from capabilities, but it's from soft skills. It's from really good listening. It's from really good collaborating to be a good influencer. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Sarah, we did a work session, you and I, over the summer to really think about what content will resonate with our listeners. And it was so clear that we need to start talking about talent more. Yeah, by the way, that was great because without having that conversation, we probably would have ended up with our episodes starting to sound the same over and over again. That's what brought us uh, Sutrita. That's what brought us Rashad, brought us Clive. Just more diverse thoughts on all the things that surround bravery and commerce. And talent is what underpins so much of this. And who better than to talk to someone who literally was one of the, and still probably is, one of the greatest CPG operators now turned talent executive, Lisa Mann. I mean, Lisa is somebody I've learned so much from over the years. I'm thrilled that she ended up joining us on the podcast. And I think this is going to be a good episode for anyone who is just asking themselves, so what? Like, what do I do next? Or if I'm a hiring manager, what should I be looking for next? And I think she also brings up some interesting stuff related to empathy between clients and partners, which I think we could all use a little of. Well, on that note, let's bring Lisa Mann onto the show. We are talking about the thing that everybody wants to be talking about, but maybe isn't necessarily as brave to talk about it. And that is why we have Lisa Mann, Managing Director and CMO of Reigns International, here to talk to us 
about a couple of really hot topics. Lisa, we are so thankful that you're being so generous with your time and joining us today. Thank you for the invite. It is such a pleasure to be with two powerful, badass women like you two. (laughs) Well, now it's three powerful, badass women. Exactly. Maybe this is a bit of a twist already because we're calling you badass, but you're also kind of (laughs) crazy, but crazy in a good way, which is what kind of crazy I like. Mm -hmm. So you are one of the crazies like myself that took a new job during the pandemic. You brought yourself out of retirement, which was just, again, I was like, what the hell's wrong with her? Just like, you know, enjoy your sweats. But you took a new job during the pandemic (laughs) and completely changed careers at that. By the way, Lisa, for those of you who don't know, this woman is badass doesn't even scratch the surface. She ran nutrition at PepsiCo. She was the head of cookies, the cookie queen at Mondelez. She was my dearest confidant (laughs) when working on Kraft and Mondelez together. She is a multi-decade CPG and business leader and just somebody who I absolutely adore and have admired for many years. So you've like rocked it up, down and sideways on CPG leadership. Why the change to a combination of executive search as well as moonlighting as a private equity partner? Like what? Why? So first of all, right back at you and thanks for the invite and I'm excited to talk to you. So yes, one of the crazies, if you ask my children, they would say the same thing. Sometimes opportunity literally knocks. And I have told that to candidates when I've met them in executive search. But let's swim back a little and really look at, so why did I do this? In the middle of a pandemic, living in Manhattan, locked down in a two-bedroom apartment, walking Central Park every day. It helps that the CEO of Reigns is one of my best friends. And we became best friends when he cold called me all those years ago when I was vice president of cookies at Nabisco. He called me to interview for another job. And I said, well, I wouldn't, I'm never leaving. And over time, he became my closest friend. I knew I was hooked, Sarah, and I know you would relate to this. He called me during the pandemic. And again, remember, we've been friends for over a decade. He called me and he said, I want to build a different type of talent consulting company, a true talent ecosystem from executive search to assessments, leadership consulting, and on and on. As soon as he said that the entire industry was broken and he wanted to build something new, I knew I was a sucker and I was taking a full-time job. As far as private equity, again, opportunity knocks. When doing business development for executive search, I ran into the most fabulous executive team at MidOcean, a mid-cap private equity firm. And I was honored to work with them as an operating partner. So the two roles, as I call them, scratch both sides of the brain and is extremely fulfilling. In terms of talent and what you're seeing in the ecosystem, we know that you share with Sarah and I some dear friends who have also been guests on the show, such as Tarek Hassan and Howard Friedman, who have made some recent moves. Given 
just the the backdrop of the macro economy and people thinking about what their next move is what are you feeling in the ecosystem and any suggestions for folks on how they should approach the interview process so there's a lot to unpack there let's start with what's happening in talent and if you should look for a job if you should not first mm-hmm. of all my overall opinion is you should always be taking stock what are you great at what do you want to do more of what do you want to do less of what companies do you admire what positions do you admire so like as a person you should always be thinking that doesn't mean you should always be thinking of leaving it means you should be thinking about how you want your career to develop and how you personally want to develop then as far as the job market you talk about the ecosystem it's crazy so right now it's totally crazy and it has been since the beginning of the pandemic So many companies have taken a look around and said, "My goodness, I don't have the talent that has the agility to work in this craziness because things are in settling down between inflation, socioeconomic, political. There are so many issues surrounding us, brittle supply chain. I mean, you can go on and on that a lot of people are assessing do i have the right talent so i don't know if that answers your question but that's a little bit of my point of view so despite the economy folks are still thinking about top grading talent 100% ambitions are still big capital markets are tight so now ambitions have to be big and deal with complexity So you asked a little bit about interviewer and interviewee. So let's take that tangent for a second. To give advice to interviewers, interviewers should always be thinking about mitigating bias. And that means how do you take bias out of the process so that all the people that you talk to have the equal chance of getting the position. Mitigating bias, here are a few examples. since so many interviews now are done on zoom some are done in real life there's a lot of inconsistency to mitigate bias be consistent is the first round always zoom second round with the second slate of people still zoom and then it goes to in real life because there is a bias you'll always like someone more in person a way of mitigating bias is consistency of how the interview is done Another way is to always ask the same questions in the same order. Help me understand, you know, let's start with your first position, why did you leave that? Uh what made you go to the next that kind of thing. Otherwise, bias sneaks in. Another great way to mitigate bias that people don't like to talk about is confirmation bias. If someone says to you if they're in the second slate and the first person says, "Oh my god, I loved Rachel. You're going to love her." You will be biased. So you have to have everyone who's doing the interviewing not to do that. Everyone has to keep it to themselves until you have the regroup session. Those are really good. Um there are plenty of people I've met in person that definitely turned me sour. So I I I don't know if that's just me or <laughs> if I just have so much bias I can't do anything right. But I but I hear you. I hear you. So you talk about it from the interviewer perspective. What about tips from the interviewee perspective? Okay, I have a lot of tips for the interviewee. Number 1, know what your top 3 things are. 
you're just like a product. What are the reasons to believe? What are the three reasons someone should hire you? I could not endorse this more. It is amazing how often I interview people. I'll be like, so why should I hire you? Like, I, 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 you're like, really? Really? So that leads to number two, be prepared. Be prepared. Know about your interviewer. Know about the company. There's LinkedIn. There's websites. There's all sorts of ways to learn about things. Know the more you know, the better the interview you will be. And then third, come with numbers. I walked into this revenue, this EBITDA by doing X, Y, and Z. I left that role at this revenue, this EBITDA. Make it easier for the interviewer to fall in love with you. So that would be my three. Be prepared, know your three things, and come in with numbers from two. Results. What'd you walk into? What'd you deliver? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Lisa, I would love your perspective on the executive recruiting motion. And what I mean by this is, you know, at Micmac, Mm -hmm. I now only lead searches for my executive team. And sometimes I engage with executive recruiters for these searches. Mm -hmm. And what I have found, and this might not be the exact right word, but sort of a sense of entitlement with candidates <laughs> that the first interview, I need to be the one who's selling them on Micmac. Mm-hmm. And they come in knowing nothing, even though they could do a quick Google search and learn a lot. Is that a new shift in power dynamics between <laughs> candidates and employers? Or is this a unique experience for me? <laughs> Rachel, that is one excellent question and a really insane insight. Yeah, I see it too, a lot, that entitlement and that sell me on the job. I counsel candidates that when they go into an interview, they got to love the one they're with. This is the job you want. This is what you want to do. 
if you really don't feel that way, obviously I'm never pushing inauthentic behavior, but really I'm pushing people don't take the interview if you don't want the job. And if you're in the interview, it's excellent to have questions, even concerns, because that honestly would be the best conversation between an interviewer and an interviewee. But yeah, there are a lot of, I call it front foot and back foot. There are a lot of people leaning back on that back foot and feeling like they're talented and someone should convince them to take the role. I don't think that wins, but what I will tell you is I see it a lot and I also hear it as a complaint from many clients. Yeah, it it seems just completely strange to me. Right. I were to have coffee with someone, I would look them up, want to know something. I don't get it. But in a way, if you want to do the positive side, when you get someone who's done the work, is interested or exploring, but in an authentic way, they rise to the top. Totally agree. It's a great point. And, you know, we're talking about this more at this C-suite, like when you're really making the very crucial hires. But I think your point on, you know, the interviewer and interviewee applies at all levels. I'm really glad because we're speaking in every genre. Correct. But sticking with the C-suite in particular, needs are changing, obviously. There, there are some macro issues that are plaguing as well as creating opportunity. What are the newer or like, what's the from to on the hard skills and the soft skills that are changing as you're taking on more of these executive searches? Like it used to be yeah. really all about the X, Y, Z, and now it's really about ABC. What are those? So another good question. Obviously hard skills, check, check, check. You have to have the capabilities. You have to have the experiences, et cetera. Check, check, check. But it's the soft skills that everyone is talking about now, especially in the C-suite. There's a new lingo called theory of mind that is the capacity to infer how others are thinking and feeling. Now, you could argue that's also a little bit of a danger zone because you can't read someone's mind, you know, so that's the danger side. But the positive side, I think the intent of this new phenomenon is the ability that EQ matters so much. The ability to build a high-performing team is not just from capabilities, but it's from soft skills. It's from really good listening. It's from really good collaborating to be a good influencer. Many years ago, I read the book, uh, Something, Something, Spider or Starfish. I can't remember. But the point of it is the spider has all the brains in the head and the legs are dumb. They do what the head says. But you can kill the spider by squashing it. The starfish has distributed intelligence throughout all of its limbs. There's brain throughout so that if a limb is cut, it actually grows back. And there's a lot in there, if you really want to draw a great analogy between big data, et cetera, one person can't know everything. So the only way to succeed is distributed learning, sharing, decision-making. And then obviously a CEO that is an extraordinary conductor. I just looked up the title of the book for folks who want to find it. The Starfish and the Spider, The Unstoppable Power of Leaderless Organizations. I actually never heard of this book, so I'm going to get it. You know, now that you've moved from brand side to vendor side, I don't know if you like that word, but 
you know, Sarah and I are in the same boat as you. We are. We say we're partners. <laughs> we talk about partnership and I'm sure there, there are some that, that come along with us for the journey. <laughs> but in the end, you're in service of somebody else at this point. And uh, you might have to deal with procurement like us. Now that you're you're on the other side of the table, what have been some learnings for you moving from you know brand seat where you were a buyer to now where perhaps you're selling your services? How much time do you have? So of course I hate the word vendor. Of course I want to be in partnership with my clients. But yes, this is the first time in my career I'm in client service. And that was my biggest learning. So my biggest learning is. I was raised that the customer is always right. You know, in CPG and many, many years ago, even at Kraft, I had the consumer center report to me. So it was all about complaints and compliments, we would call it too. You got less of those. But I had that many, many years ago at a corporate level. So customer is always right. They always get a phone call, a letter back, coupons or new product. Well, I'm in a completely different world now in client service, and it's been a real education. And I actually think there are many corollaries to the customer is always right. The hardest part of client service is the client isn't always right, but that doesn't mean they're wrong. It's influencing skills, which we talked about before with the starfish. So I have found that in the beginning, I was too quick to say, okay, you're right, let's move on. You know, we'll pass that candidate. I now am completely different. I now tell my true opinion. And I learned this from Sarah Hofstetter. If I disagree, I will disagree and explain why. Obviously not battle to the death, but- Are you saying that I battle you to the death? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I have learned, listen, Sarah, I have learned so much from you when I think about our relationship all those years when you were 360i and you were such an extraordinary leader and advocate for the brand. And I have learned how to be that from a client service side. So if I try to think of tips and tricks, it's kind of similar to what I said before, insanely good listening, influencing skills, and I do joke though, you know how the joke in feedback that you should say something nice, give your feedback, I did air quotes, and then say something nice, we call it the feedback sandwich. I find that- That's, that, that's the very um, old school diplomatic way of using it. We're, we're, we're a little bit more uh, salty around here. A little salty? Sure. I found that if you really do that too well, they only eat the bread. So you gotta say what's in the middle. And that's my biggest lesson, that in client service, I am being paid for my opinion, and we have done the work, and we can advise. Then it's about getting great clients, and I've been very lucky there. That's awesome. And I agree with you. I learned so much from Sarah. You know, her ability to learn so quickly, be strategic, the dedication that she has to her customers, it's, it's best in class when it comes to client service. I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> but Lisa, we're here to ask you this question. Yes. What's the bravest thing you've ever done? The bravest thing I've ever done, and weirdly, 
Sarah Hofstetter was in the background. When we did the Oreo Gay Pride tweet in 2012, I got in a lot of trouble. And I was called into my boss's office and know that that was the first day of Daily Twist. The ambition of the project was for Oreo to look at culture and comment every day for 100 days, just using the Oreo, essentially, on a white background with the most extraordinary creative team. The first tweet was for Gay Pride Day in support of Gay Pride Day, and it was a rainbow Oreo on a white background. And million moms stormed our Facebook page, stormed, along with other unpleasantries. And of course, with Sarah, we managed the Facebook page and the community, which actually we chose not to speak and let our fans defend us. So it was an extraordinary experience. But then in the walls of Mondelez, my boss said, maybe we should take down the post and we should stop doing the program. Stop. And I said, but it's called Daily Twist. The idea is to do it every day. And he said, well, then maybe we do it twice a week. And I went, but it's daily. And I really just felt that it was within the brand's character. And I said, our whole thing is Oreo is about seeing the world through childlike eyes, childlike delight, and bringing that delight to kids of all ages. And I felt it was in brand character. And he really didn't want to do that. He felt protecting the brand, and I respected him, that protecting the brand would be to stop the program. And instead, he supported me and my team and my agency teams, and we continued for 100 days. And I think those in advertising would say that was a good decision to keep it going. It was a great program with great results for the brand and extraordinary brand equity building for the brand. But in that moment, it was very hard to say, I would like us to keep going. And I'd like you to be in support of that. And do you feel that that fundamentally began to change the Mandela's culture? Did they do things like that again, follow? 100%, 100%. In fact, if you look at some of the work that Oreo has been doing over the past couple of years, that all stemmed from Lisa's steadfast decision to say, this is what's right. This was years before gay marriage was legal. Correct. Three years prior. So to be able to kind of stand up for that, a global brand, a global iconic brand and say, these are our values is what we're sticking by. Correct. And their proud parent is, is work that survived well beyond Lisa's departure, my departure, like all of that stuff. She set a tremendous tone for the brand. And that was ridiculously brave. And there was so much pressure commercially. Lisa, I mean, That helped catapult my career personally. So I am indebted to you on that one because that just changed the face of what we could do as truly as partners together. So thank thank you for sharing that. Can I just say that I think bravery is a funny thing because it can happen so quietly. So everyone thinks brave is going to be some big giant gesture. I didn't know when I was called into my boss's office that the request would be to stop the program. I didn't know that I would need to have courage. I think that's an interesting part about bravery. 100%. Well, 
Thank you, Lisa, especially for all of your insights on the talent market. I know our listeners will extract value from this episode and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Can't wait. Love you guys. Have a good one. I love when our guests talk about book recommendations because I start to fill up my cart while we're recording. And so if you're like me, the book that Lisa recommended we all read is The Starfish and the Spider, The Unstoppable Power of Leaderless Organizations. So already in my cart, coming to me in the Catskills. I've got a pile that I'm staring at right now. So I'm just going to have to put it next on the pile. Maybe holidays, maybe that's when I'll get around to, to reading this. But I have to say, I'm just like, sticking with these three RTBs that you should expect from other people to be bringing to you as well as for you when you're selling yourself, not just as an individual and talent, but as your company as well. Well, if you like this episode, there are a few more that we think you should enjoy. And you know, what's good about them is a couple of these folks started out and joined us on the podcast in one job and now they're doing something else. First off, Howard Freeman, who we referenced earlier on in the podcast, former CEO of Post Consumer Brands, soon to be CEO of Utz. He was here talking about making the case for change, which was originally released in February of 21. And now our dear old friend, Tara Kassan, who was the CMO of Petco, now is the CMO of McDonald's, where he talks about keeping up with the changing consumer. That episode was from March 2021. So have a listen and see what do you think they did to plot out what they were going to do next. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice, meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.